0: Edelstein here, your celeb expert and your celeb savant. Celeb savant is a weekly entertainment show. We have long-form career retrospective type interviews with celebrities, singers, actors, and industry experts. On this episode of Celeb savant, I'll be speaking to Tristan, Tull and Nate from the Rocksteady reggae band, The Young Israelites. The band was first formed on a trip to Jamaica in 2018 where they recorded their first single My Way with Earl Chyna Smith, one of Bob Marley's original guitar players and reggae legends. Ever since then, young Israelites have been performing in music festivals and popular venues in Israel. Their songs have been played and praised all around the world in big reggae stations in Mexico, Jamaica, New York, Canada, Amsterdam, Australia, Israel and many stations in the UK. The band made their first outer national show in Europe's biggest reggae festival, Rotterdam Sunsplash, in Spain, in August 2022. And they're onwards and upwards climbing the ladder of music success. Up next on Slabsvant, we've got Tristan, Tull, and Nate from the Young Israelites. Nate, Tull, and Tristan from the Young Israelites in Tel Aviv, Israel. Tell me, how are you guys doing and what's happening in your life and in your world?
1: Well, we're doing good uh it's a new year we're just thinking of new songs to release right now and uh new directions to go and we're trying to make a bigger social media presence this year i think we learned a lot from the last year two years from uh what to do and what not to do in uh in our area of work and i'm starting the year with lots of uh good uh, intentions and uh and hopes you know i think uh If we work hard, we can get to where we want to go. So,
0: when you say you learned in the last year what to do and what not to do, was it by doing things by trial and error that you realize, okay, we've done this and we shouldn't have done it? Or how did you learn those lessons?
1: Yeah, I think, um, like, one of the things I learned from last year is that uh, you definitely, when you're an upcoming band, I think you should definitely. Try to focus more on like single re- releases than like an album. Because okay. people don't, don't necessarily have a big, big following yet. So it's like, so the songs kind of go to waste sometimes. Uh, I think it's okay. wiser to, to just like do big bangs of like singles. I'm glad that we did an album, but, um, cause we did need like a bigger, um, catalog of songs to perform with. But, uh, in another sense, I do feel like, uh, some of the songs in the album just didn't get the attention we would have wanted them to get because of, uh, that format. So yeah, I think it's like, uh, that's one of the big things I learned this, uh, this year just to make everything a little more quicker and like, uh, more, um, concentrated.
0: Putting it out there as an up-and-coming band in a few, couple of months or so, or year or so, you're going to be massive. So all those songs will be revisited by the audience because they will be wanting to hearing more. So let's just put that out there. <laughs> True, true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now, guys, let's take it all the way back. Let's rewind to the beginning of your guys' journeys in the music. So tell, starting with you, what got you invigorated and started in the musical world?
2: Yeah. Actually, me and Nate, we met each other like a little bit before we met Tristan. Okay. We used to be in the same like music department in uh, middle school. And uh we actually had a really, really good connection with each other, even before we knew like reggae music. We used to play a lot of Beatles covers and uh shared our love for like the more, more like uh, old school music seventies sixties and stuff mm-hmm. and uh and after we finished like uh middle school, we got split like uh, I went to one high school he went to another high school, yeah. and after we finished school we 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 actually like met each other together uh, in a reggae band. There is an Israeli singer called Tony Ray. He was actually like the first guy who brought reggae to Israel. He's originally from Jamaica, and uh, uh, we met Tristan over there. We were his backing band, and uh, from there, like we, you know, got the classic reggae fever, and everything like
1: started from there. Yeah.
0: Nate, similar story. Obviously, because you guys went to school together.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, we both just, uh, I personally just got out of the army and, um, and I was just looking for like a new direction in my life to, uh, go to. So the first band that, uh, accepted me was the uh, Tony Ray's band. And, um, we used to get so, like, such a little, uh, money for each show. It, it was like a minimum, minimum wage, you know, just starting out, but it, it was cool. It was like, uh, like uh how, how do you say it and um in the like when you start in the military training and you need to uh boot camp, boot camp. Yes. there was the boot camp yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so we did a lot of like un- underground shows and like shows in in places where you wouldn't get too much money but it kind of like uh brings your uh show ethic up like, uh, yeah. your show standard up. And, uh, yeah, it was a good, it was a good times. It was like a lot of growing. And after we, we were playing for about two, three years with Tony Ray, we finally came to Jamaica at a point. And that's where we did our first single, uh, in, uh, Kingston as a uh, separated from, uh, t- Tony Ray. So those, uh, those two, three years of playing with him really led to, to our band in the eventually.
0: Why the name Young Israelites? What inspired that name? You
1: know, I I was just listening to a lot of Sizzla and Keplerton at the time. And I kept hearing them singing about Israelites and Israel and Zion. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, you know, we're from Israel. It could be cool to use that name for us. Why not? I mean, we're we're the actual Israelites in a way because we live here.
0: Tell me for each of you, reggae is a very... I mean, these days you don't hear much reggae, you know, on mainstream commercial radio. So what about reggae do you love? Inspires and motivates you. For me, what's cool is that you know, before I, I got into
2: reggae music, I was uh, very interested in like punk music and rock music. And what's so cool about about reggae, in my opinion, is that the the message is very strong and and uh, it has a very important like role inside the music. And and it's actually funny because musically, punk and reggae doesn't have like a lot a lot in common. Mm-hmm. like playing wise or te- te- like in the technical aspect but but in the message aspect it has like a very similar attitude and and the message so so for me it was very cool to see it in this kind of like uh, of uh attitude and and uh messages in in a different type of music that i didn't even know before you know so it's really like interested me to to investigate more and like to know more about reggae. And Nate,
1: for you? I think it's just our environment because uh, lots of my friends are inside. We have like a really nice little reggae scene in Israel where we have kind of reggae parties and stuff. And uh, a lot of people that I know really like reggae. I, I started out with Bob Marley. I was listening to him for about two, three years, uh, just going over all of his albums. And then I got into like uh, Chronics and uh, Sizzla and Capitan and then eventually i got into uh rocksteady music about 4 or 5 years ago and for me it was it was really special because first of all just the sound of 60s reggae is so unique and i didn't really hear it in, in other places where it's like so dirty the the actual sound yeah and um uh, it just gets you like in a certain mood i think because i grew up on the beatles and lots of 60s 70s music and just me listening to reggae for the past seven, eight years, that combination together, like, uh, is what made re- me really fall in love with rocksteady and the uh, sixties vibe. I don't know. It's just the, the, the sweetness and the vibe and the harmonies, everything together, like makes a kind of magic. And, uh, and I think being, a like a white band, uh, from, from Israel and not like Jamaicans from, from Jamaica, this is like a, our pocket, you know, uh, the rocksteady music where it c- kind of sounds, you know, Half American, half uh, English, you know, it's not completely Patois and all the way Rastafara and stuff. So yes. that's like where we can find ourselves and be authentic in that kind of reggae music.
0: But whenever people hear your music from outside of Israel and perceive you to be a certain stereotype box because you're creating reggae music and then they see who you are. Is there any perception of like, oh, we thought you were this because it's this type of music, but it's actually you this and they surprised and love it. Do you ever get that?
1: We get that a lot. Like uh, most <laughs> of the times, uh, like if people don't see us before they listen to the song, they like, uh, I got a lot of times, uh, people just listening to Stay by My Side for the first time and they, they were sure that like we're from the Caribbean or that we're, that we're black or, uh, it's like, uh, so it's always, uh, It's fun to hear you know it's it's nice to know that uh that's that's what people get the, the first impression
0: but what it's also it is is this societal boxing that we have in the whole world that because of this means you need to be or look like this because you're doing that so it's great that you're breaking those images and designs of what it should be and allowing new things to happen so i think that's wonderful and fantastic that you breaking those walls so well done mazel tov.
1: <laughs> thank you
0: <laughs> from zero to a three to four minute song tell me about your creative process in creating a song H- how collaborative is, is it who does what tell me that journey
1: okay well we all have like positions in the band like in the well what each person is uh responsible for so i'm the songwriter and uh singer and, um, Tal is the bass and, and recording engineer. He he has the studio and all the special microphones and, and preamps and everything. Yeah. And, uh, Tristan is mainly, you know, uh, in charge of, uh, rhythm, percussion yep. and, uh, and swag. Okay. <laughs> and swag. And,
0: uh... <laughs> cool. Okay. <laughs> so now we've got that down. So let's go into the creative process.
1: So it usually starts. With us deciding that we should record a few new songs. And then I get about like, um, a few new songs ready. I just write them down on a, like a notebook with just, um, lyrics and melody and chords. And then I bring it over to the studio and we usually try to finish a song in one day. So we would like start out the day, uh, doing, um, takes where it's bass, guitar and drums and, uh, guide vocals. And we do a few takes, pick the one we like. Then we start doing some overdubs of guitars and uh, keyboards. And, uh, on top of that, we do some percussions, B vocals, get some brass if, if we need some. And, um, and we try to get to like, uh, as much of a finished song in, in that, that same day to capture the, the, the vibe we got in that day. And yeah, what, what do you think, Tal? Is there anything else I missed? <laughs> Uh, no, no. Actually, we just,
2: you know, because we are like mainly influenced by old school music and the way people used to do music back then. So, we're really trying to to capture like the the liveliness and the uh, and you, to to keep it as as like as focused as we can, and not to drag it, you know, months over months, and use computers and overdubs and. To really capture like an authentic moment of a specific period of time, you know, Um, I think it's very important to have in in, uh, music if you want it to sound like uh, like it used to be to, to sound like in the 70s and stuff.
0: If a song is taking a little bit longer than that day, do you throw it out or do you keep pushing until it's done?
1: We usually keep pushing until it's done. Uh, we we haven't thrown out too many songs. We have thrown a, a, a couple, but, but usually we try to finish them all the way.
0: And do you guys agree all the time during that day process or is there some bickering?
1: Uh, we're pretty mellow, you know. It's pretty much like uh, we just go with the flow together. But yeah. the, reggae not, not vibes, the reggae vibes, the reggae vibes. Yeah.
0: And you mentioned back in the 60s and 70s, and 80s and 90s, we had the vinyls, the cassettes, the CDs. I'm very grateful that those are making a comeback. So um, I'm not sure if you're aware, vinyls have um, had the biggest comeback last year in the UK alone, selling 5.5 million copies, the biggest they had since 1990. A couple of years ago, CDs had the first increase of sales in 21 years. So those physical elements are making a comeback. I love the physical because it's a journey, I know. I'm saving for this uh, this album by the Young Israelites, by Pink, by Lady Gaga. I'm going to go to the store, get them online. They're going to come to my apartment. They're going to come into my world. And I'm going to open the plastic, see all the designs, see the thank yous. It's a journey to listen to the song from 1 to 10 or 1 to 15. So I love that experience. A lot of the younger generations don't know that experience or have never experienced it because of the digital platforms. So what are your perceptions of the way people are consuming music on the digital platforms compared to the physical?
1: I think it just changed a lot of things in, um, in how the music industry works, how the world works in general. Because everything today is so quick and so, and everybody can make music today. So there's so much music coming out every day. There's about a 100,000 new songs in Spotify every day coming out. Wow. And you have to see how you can make yourself stand out from those 100,000 people in that day. Is there as much as a 100,000 a day? That's what I heard the last time. Maybe about 60,000 if I'm not correct, but I heard a hundred thousand. That's what I know. Okay. And it's crazy. Yeah. So you have to find like ways to make a, a, an an impact on the one. It's not like in the old days where you would just like perform a lot, hope uh, some scouting agent would find you and sign you. Today you have to kind of do everything more by yourself and do it on the social media and get everything really fast and quick into people's faces. It has changed that a, a, a lot. Like uh, it's, and because a, a lot of people do it more like a DIY, do it yourself today, and people do it out of their own money. It's easier also to do like singles than to make a whole album right now and to yeah. get the vinyl. It's very expensive to make vinyls today by yourself also. We we did that uh, like a year, two years ago. Let me show you. Okay. Did you see our vinyl? I,
0: show it to me. I was looking on your I'll website at you. moment, but let's see it. So for the li- listeners, Nate is just getting me the vinyl to show me. Here we go.
1: It's, it's really cool to have a vinyl, you know, and, and it's a, uh, and it's a great, you know, honor and pleasure to have it. Yeah. It is kind of expensive to make. You can see the. Oh, wow. Pretty, pretty nice. And as you said, you can find like all kinds of uh, small details you wouldn't yeah. find in digital platforms and stuff. I think, you know, I would want to go back to, uh, to a time where you would listen to our own vinyls and albums and stuff, but it's just you know that's the wor- the world we live in right now you you do need to get with the program or mm. but you can also always keep on buying vinyls and like do whatever you like you know yeah. it's a, so you have the two options today, which is nice
0: I've actually heard that there's a backlog of vinyls because they're so popular these days, and so many artists are bringing them out, and they resurgence is so huge that to release an album on vinyl. I've heard a lot of artists, I think it was also delayed because of COVID, but a lot of artists had to delay their releases by a certain period of time because of the amount of uh, demand for vinyls. So it's good that that's coming back. Tristan, I heard you are the swag guy in the team, or in the group. What inspires the swag of the team?
3: Yo, yo, yo. Also, um, actually, my... Taste is also like old school
0: vintage stuff. And where do you find it? Is it like um do you design Ooh, it yourself or do you go out looking no, for I it? I wish. <laughs> I wish.
3: Actually around the internet, I think so. There is a Etsy Etsy website. That it's like a lot of vintage stuff and uh, handmade stuff. Uh, so yeah.
0: So putting it out there that when you guys are massive, you'll have your own young Israelites clothing range, all designed by you guys, and it'll be the young Israelites swag. There we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we, we're
3: planning. We're planning to do this. We're planning, <laughs> we're planning to to do a merch, and to we fi- we're trying to find uh, our own. Uh, to, to create, to, to design
0: uh, clothes. And are you going to be the designer person or in charge ah, of that?
3: It's it's on me.
0: There we yeah. go. I like that. I like that. <laughs> so, guys, I love this game. My recipients don't always like it, and you'll understand why in a moment. Two of you yeah. are going to have a chance to think. So it might be easier. Now, I do know if I had to ask you this question in two minutes, two days, two hours, two weeks, I know that your answer will be different each time I ask you that. So I'm not asking for your favorite. If you had to go play five songs by other artists as soon as we finished this recording, what would those five songs be? Tell. I'm handing over to you first. Ooh, okay,
2: okay. Number one,
0: I will start with a reggae song, Concrete
2: Jungle. By who's that? From Bob, Marley and the Oh, from Bob. Okay, cool, cool. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. The second one will be Twist and Shout by The Beatles. Yes. The third one will be uh, Guns of Brixton by The Clash. Fourth one will be Sensimilia by Black Ururu. And number five will be Left with a Broken Heart by The Paragons.
1: Brilliant. Love it. Nate, mm-hmm. you up next. Okay. I like uh, G-Baby by Al Campbell. Yep. I like uh, I Need a Roof by the Mighty Diamonds, mm-mm-mm. what does it take by Alton Ellis, off the wall by Michael Jackson and mm-mm-mm. and uh, you know that song uh ah, never gonna give you up by uh, by Barry White. Tristan up next
3: uh, for me wow I'm, I'm bad with names but uh, I'm trying to check number 1 it's uh, Heart of Stone by Steel Pulse. Actually, is my favorite reggae band. And number two. Well, I'm bad with names, but uh, probably Alton Ellis. No matter what song. All, okay. of, all of his songs. Okay. Uh, the
0: Frighteners. Number okay. three. Two more artists. Uh, Doesn't matter if you can remember the songs. Just two more artists.
3: Number four. I'm trying to. I told you it's not easy. <laughs> Probably, probably, there is a Brazilian uh, singer that called Cessa that I just uh, find out. Uh, So he's number four. And the last one, uh,
1: Mighty Diamonds.
0: What do you guys enjoy about performing live?
1: I think it's always nice. uh, In the past few shows we've been playing, we, you've been, we've been starting to see like people singing our songs back to us. Which is always really like a really nice feeling to see that it affects people's lives. And I found a place in their heart somewhere. That's, uh, that's one of the things I really like about it. And uh, I don't know. It's just you, you relive the songs uh, when you uh, perform them because yes. uh, you just recorded them in at one time. And then you like you would, I don't listen to my songs too much. Like again, 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 again. So when you perform it, you get a chance to, to get back to that feeling again when you wrote that song. I don't know. It's just like a thrill. It's like a, it's a really nice uh, feeling to be on stage and to get the adrenaline going and see people and get that love flowing from you to the audience.
0: Tell Tristan anything to add to that from your experience. Yeah.
2: First of all, like when we, when we are in the studio, we usually like, we, we lay down like, uh, the guitars and keyboards were like Nate is playing most of like of the keyboards and backing vocals and uh we do the horns like uh in a separate separate day and yeah. what's cool about performing live is that like every we, we're performing with a big band you know percussion and and uh horns and everything and it's really fun like to to hear everything together played live um, with the energy of like eight or nine people on one stage And uh, we have, like, amazing extra musicians that are sharing the stage with us. And it's, like, it's a very special feeling to play, like, to play a song that you used to to play in the studio in, like, overdubs or maybe, like, uh, only the three of us and to play it with more musicians at at the same time. It's, like, a very special feeling for me. Tristan, (laughs) your
0: side, anything to add?
3: (laughs) I think uh, what Nathan Tal said, it's, like... uh... The energy, the energy, I think the energy we give, like the energy we feel on the stage is priceless.
0: The podcast is listened to throughout the world. As a final message to the listening audience, what would you like to say? Tell you first. Um, a message to, to like to our audience. Yeah.
2: I, I would ask the like the people and like you know people of the world we're living now in 2023 to to try to to have like a a bigger perspective about the role of music in in the culture you know because today as Nate said everything like is very fast and and isn't a lot of details and messages in the music as it used to be and mm-hmm. and I would like to ask the audience to Try and, and, uh, even though they have like everything they c- they can listen to, like in any certain moment, to try to force themselves or to limit themselves in a way to, to what messages and what frequencies and, and, you know, uh, they get from the music and try to, to choose their music by a more, a deeper, uh, parameter or, or a deeper, uh, a spiritual level than, than sometimes music has
0: these days
1: Nate what do you like to add first of all I love everyone who listens to us and uh, I'm really grateful to be to to have a band that people like to listen to and uh, yeah I think everyone should just try their best to be a good person and to tune into the true love they find in their life and that's it man I love everybody Tristan keep keep promote love and good energy so as the guy said it's Good love, good energy,
0: listen to inspiring uh, music that uplifts you. So this is Leop Savant signing out with the Young Israelites.